0: Hello, my friends. It's Remembrance Day today. It's a day to remember, and my tradition is to read Tommy Atkins, a wonderful, powerful, and sad poem by Rudyard Kipling. I do it every Remembrance Day. Maybe you know that. But I also look at the world around, and I saw a shocking video out of London today. Extinction Rebellion actually had a climate stunt photo op at a war memorial stepping over the Remembrance Day wreaths for their photo shoot. It was the grossest thing I think I've ever seen. Uh, You'll hear all about it. I'll I'll tell you about it because you're listening to a podcast. But I would like to invite you to become a subscriber to Rebel News Plus, which is the video version of the podcast. I want you to see this video. I want you to see Extinction Rebellion stepping over the real wreaths to put their global warming BS above all the rest of them. You got to see the video. Just go to rebelnews.com, click subscribe. It's eight bucks a month. It's less than Netflix. You get my daily show plus weekly shows from Sheila Gunn Reed and David Menzies. And uh, importantly, it helps us pay the bills here. That's where we get our uh, paychecks for uh, that's where we get the money for the payroll around here. So I'd be grateful if you signed up. Thanks. Okay, here's today's podcast. <laughs> Tonight, they hate the poppies because they hate us and our country. It's Remembrance Day and you're watching The Ezra Levant Show. Why should others go to jail why? when you're a biggest carbon consumer I know? There's 8,500 customers here and
1: you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have
0: to say to the government about why i is because it. it's, it's my bloody right to do so. Why did Jeff Bezos, the world's richest man who owns the grocery store called Whole Foods, why did he ban the wearing of poppies by staff at his Canadian outlets? And they sure dug in on that. Our own David Menzies went to one of these overpriced grocery stores in Toronto and they told him to shut up and get out.
1: Oh, we can't do it inside? Is is that part of the Whole Foods policy? You know what we're doing? I'm I'm not going to talk to you, but you know how you do it on... This is is private property. We we made a big donation to the Legion, and we'd like to hand them out to nice ladies like you that... You know. But I need to not do this stuff like it's in the store. It's a private property. Okay. I told you can totally do it outside, but you can't do it inside the store. I'm really sorry. Oh, can somebody come outside with me and uh, interview me? If oh, no. you would like to do something outside the store, you can do it, but we're not doing it inside the store. Oh, because okay, I was hoping to um, interview customers of Whole Foods. Inside the store. What do you think of the Poppy Ben? about it with you you know you need to go outside the store to do stuff like this okay i'm really don't you think it's disrespectful to the veterans really discuss that with you on television i need you to go outside okay Okay. well um she's not interested in uh talking and so we'll um make our exit uh to wherever the exit is
0: whole foods finally buckled under political pressure and reversed their ban i think but i think it could have gone the other way just as easily i mean jeff bezos and amazon are regarded with Plenty of justification as oligarchs and corporate predators, but they're very woke. They're very anti-American. Remember, it was Jeff Bezos who banned my book, China Virus, and then unbanned it for a week and then re-banned it with the official excuse, both times, that my book simply contradicted official sources, as in it criticized China, it criticized the China-controlled World Health Organization. So yeah, Jeff Bezos doesn't really care about freedom. He cares more about money and power doesn't really believe in nation-states at all. He's bigger than most countries, just himself. And I say, it could have gone either way, this poppy thing. Bezos's staff blinked in this case, but Don Cherry, who, unlike Bezos, is 100% Canadian, well-loved, decades of fans, he was fired in the blink of an eye for telling people just to wear poppies. Town Toronto, forget it, downtown Toronto, nobody wears a poppy. You people love, you. they come here, whatever it is, you love our way of life, you love our milk and honey. At least you could pay a couple of bucks for poppies or something like that. These guys pay for your way of life that you enjoy in Canada. These guys paid the, uh, the biggest price. So Cherry was knocked out by a woke mob that corporate Canada caved into. I tell you, the Whole Foods ban on poppies could just as easily have gone the other way. Because the ban on the poppy really means a ban on remembering soldiers and remembering why they fought and died and why we love them for it. Remembrance, remember what? Well, remember freedom versus tyranny. Remember national pride and sacrifice. Even the concept of a nation state with an army at all. All of these things are remembered when we remember fallen soldiers. Even the wars themselves. And so every piece of that is now under attack. Even masculinity itself. Even the fact that they were overwhelmingly young men who engaged in a form of controlled patriotic violence against an enemy, that's sort of what a war is, that itself is anathema today. So yeah, Remembrance Day will not be remembered, or it will be transformed into something unrecognizable. It'll be denatured. Just like the NFL, the National Football League, was once the most patriotic place in America. NASCAR, too. NFL's destroyed by a blizzard of anti-American wokeness, taking a knee, hating police, hating America, the NBA, the basketball league, praising Communist China. These institutions have been transformed. I think they're going to do the same to Remembrance Day. They'll change the poppy itself. They already have white poppies for surrenderism, rainbow poppies, whatever that means. If they can't destroy Remembrance Day, they will transform it into something different, something diabolical, so that in the end, I think everyone will hate it. The left has always hated it. And they'll make it so that the right walks away from it as the right has walked away from woke professional sports, to keep that analogy. Look at this disgrace from London today. Greta Thunberg's street gangs actually took today, Remembrance Day, as the day to have their global warming protest at a war memorial, to use the fallen soldiers as a human backdrop for a photo shoot to literally walk into the sacred ground of a memorial and to step over, on this special day, to step over real wreaths laid for real casualties of war and put their political stunt wreath right on top of them all. Take a look at this. How gross is that? How disgraceful. As my friend Sheila Gunn-Reid says, it's like the Westboro Baptist Church that, you know, they have political protests at other people's funerals. Kooks who go to family funerals with signs that say insane things at funerals. That is the league Greta Thunberg is in now. And so David Suzuki and the CBC and every leftist who has ever supported Extinction Rebellion, that's on you. Well, to hell with them. Remembrance all longer I'll long remember this, and I hope you do too, anytime anyone ever talks about Extinction Rebellion. Remind them of this disgraceful day. Now, in a moment, I'll play for you an interview. I recorded with Lee Humphrey, an outspoken veteran political activist. But first, let me do what I do every year on this day and read to you Rudyard Kipling's great poem called Tommy Atkins. Ready? I went into a public house to get a pint of beer. The publican he up and says, we serve no redcoats here. The girls behind the bar—they laughed and giggled, fit to die. I outs into the street again, and to myself says I, "Oh, it's Tommy this and Tommy that and Tommy go away." But it's thank you, Mister Atkins, when the band begins to play. The band begins to play, my boys. The band begins to play. Oh, it's thank you, Mister Atkins, when the band begins to play. I went into a theater as sober as could be. They gave a drunk civilian room, but hadn't none for me. They sent me to the gallery around the music halls, but when it comes to fighting, Lord, they'll shove me in the stalls, for it's tummy this and tummy that and tummy wait outside, but it's special train for Atkins when the trooper's on the tide. The troop ship's on the tide, my boys, the troop ship's on the tide. Oh, it's special train for Atkins when the trooper's on the tide. Yes, making mock of uniforms that guard you while you sleep is cheaper than them uniforms and they're starvation cheap. And hustling drunken soldiers when they're going large a bit is five times better business than parading in full kit. Then it's Tommy this and Tommy that and Tommy, how's your soul? But it's thin red line of heroes when the drums begin to roll. The drums begin to roll, my boys, the drums begin to roll. Oh, it's thin, thin red line of heroes when the drums begin to roll. We aren't no thin red heroes. No, we aren't no blackguards, too. But single men in barracks, most remarkable like you. And if sometimes our conduct isn't all your fancy paints, why single men and clerics don't grow into plaster saints? While it's Tommy this and Tommy that and Tommy fall behind, but it's pleased to walk in front, sir, when there's trouble in the wind. There's trouble in the wind, my boys, there's trouble in the wind. Oh, it's pleased to walk in front, sir, when there's trouble in the wind. You talk a better food for us and schools and fires and all. We'll wait for extra rations if you treat us rational. Don't mess about the cookroom slops, but prove it to our face. The widow's uniform is not the soldier man's disgrace. For it's Tommy this and Tommy that, and chuck him out the brute. But it's savior of his country when the guns begin to shoot. And it's Tommy this and Tommy that, and anything you please. And Tommy ain't a blooming fool, you bet the Tommy sees. Well, I read that every year and I uh, well up a little bit when I, uh, those last, li- last line gets me every time. Uh, I think there is a cultural war against Remembrance Day for all the reasons I said earlier. By the way, I'm about to um, play for you an interview I did with uh, Lee Humphrey. I recorded it yesterday when we did not know if Justin Trudeau would attend a Remembrance Day event at all, and I can tell you that he did. Thank goodness for small mercies. Um, so I should add that. This interview you're about to see is recorded. Yesterday. Alright, stay with us. That's ahead. Welcome back. Well, this footage is of Justin Trudeau, the Canadian Prime Minister, attending a Black Lives Matter rally and taking a knee on Parliament Hill. This was at the height of the pandemic, as you can see. There was no social distancing at all. Uh, But it was very important for Trudeau to prostrate himself before a U.S.-based Marxist organization Called Black Lives Matter that really has no meaning up here. We did not have slavery. We did not have a civil war over slavery. In fact, we were the uh, Underground Railway's destination for slaves who ran away from slavery. Trudeau nonetheless thought it was important enough that he make a personal appearance. I raise all this with you because the government of Canada has asked that Remembrance Day ceremonies around the country not be attended in person. In fact, we won't know as of the moment we're filming this, but I understand that Trudeau himself does not plan to attend a Remembrance Day ceremony. Uh, I stand to be corrected if that report is inaccurate. Uh, I find this typical. Trudeau, of course, stopped the annual commemoration of the murder of Nathan Cirillo, the Canadian uh, soldier who was murdered at the National War Memorial. Uh, that was a tradition that Stephen Harper started, started and Justin Trudeau stomped. Is this just another case of the Liberals not giving a damn about our veterans? Well, joining us now to talk about it is our friend Lee Humphrey, who is the founder of Veterans for the Conservative Party of Canada, the director of James International Security, and, of course, a military veteran himself. Great to see you again, Lee. Yeah, good to hear your voice, Arthur. Well, likewise, nice to have you here. Uh, Remembrance Day, um, when I was a kid, was about the Second World War and and Korea. It felt very old-time. But these days, veterans are often my age or, frankly, much younger, having fought in Afghanistan and paid a terrible price there. It's very relevant. It's very modern. And the fact that we're forgetting it so soon I think is is a terrible uh statement of the fact that we we're, we're not living
2: up to the name we are not remembering what we should. Am I being too pessimistic here? Boy, it's it's it, it's hard not to be pessimistic. I it was only, you know, a little bit more than a year ago that we had a a famous voice in Canada um kicked off the air because he didn't use politically correct speech when he was talking about the decline in the wearing of poppies. Today, the CDC is reporting another decline uh, is expected in the wearing of the poppy. We have a prime minister that can wade into some social settings and and, uh, express his uh, views, but can't uh, go to the war memorial and take a knee. where it's really truly appropriate, because at the end of the day, the people that allowed, whether it's Black Lives Matter, whether it's any other entity in Canada, to express their views, to protest, if you will, it, it's the soldier that, that ensured that right live on today. So we have to remember that that soldiers of all colors, creeds, uh, sexual orientations, any anything you want to come up with to distinguish them they all served together under one banner. Mm. They all fought for us under one banner. They all fought for freedom from oppression. And and the idea that, that we can't at least have folks out at every single cenotaph doing their part, you can wear masks if you want, you can social distance if you want, You can do it throughout the day. You can do it in your own way this time. But please, for the love of God, get out there tomorrow Mm -hmm. and spend a couple of minutes.
0: Uh, You know, I'm worried about the state of the legion itself. I understand that because of the various pandemic lockdowns, legions that survive in part based on uh, serving food and and beverages and having events, that a large number of legions are facing closure. Now, if they were, I don't know, a multi-billion dollar <laughs> automaker, or, I don't know, SNC-Lavalin, they'd get a massive shot in the Bombardier. But these legions, have you heard anything about the fate of the legions? I've read reports that, uh, e- I mean, a number of them in Alberta, a number of them across the country, um, for want of maybe $100,000 a pop, are risking being shut down forever just the physical place which is also all the memories and the place where veterans get together do you have any news on that
2: yeah so if i understand it correctly legions do not qualify for any of the aid programs that have been put forward by the federal government Sub provinces if i understand it correctly have stepped up i believe saskatchewan has. Um, some private donors have stepped up with some really large donations this year. But unfortunately, a lot of those donations go to the most famous piece, which is the Poppy Fund. Mm -hmm. And the Poppy Fund has severe limits on what it can do Mm -hmm. with that money. Mm -hmm. That money can only go directly to help veterans, so it cannot help local legions stay in business, if you will. And as you said, one of the greatest problems that that we'll see if a local legion shuts down is what happens to the history the memorabilia the art all of it that's been collected the over photos, the generations the where does it go will it just disappear yeah. and if it does there goes our history and our in our remembrance
0: you know i remember i was speaking a couple of years ago at the wonderful legion hall in um, mississauga right on the river and uh, it was a gorgeous building, but it had fallen into some disrepair. The location was incredible. The architecture was incredible. But that place needed a, a reno. And, and I'm not saying that out of any aesthetic sense. It was getting run down. And we, we had this meeting there, and I said to folks, you know what? Uh, Omar Carter got 10, <laughs> $10 million from uh, Justin Trudeau. That would be enough to redo, I don't know, 50 Legion halls. I was very frustrated by it. Um, but I think it's the popular culture. I mean, Whole Foods, which is a fancy grocery chain bought by Jeff Bezos and Amazon, they said that they weren't even going to allow their employees to wear a poppy. Now, they backed down under withering criticism, but the fact that the big brains over there who are so in touch with, you know, the zeitgeist and the social media, the fact that this went through all their internal checks... And no one in the company said, no, that's a bad idea to ban poppies. I mean, yeah, they got an attitude adjustment from the public. But, you know, Amazon, Whole Foods, these are very savvy, uh, sophisticated customers. For them to think, no, 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 poppies are old, that's, that's, as Don, Cher- that's Don Cherry uh, uh, Canada, we're a more woke Canada. That's scary to me. I'm glad they backed down, but the fact that they thought that was a good idea to begin with, Shows that we've really lost the universality of Remembrance Day.
2: Yeah, I, you know, I, I was stunned to wake up to that. I was thrilled before the day ended to see them reverse their decision. Uh, as per typical lefties, though, they couldn't even say sorry. Yeah. It's a simple friggin' five letter word. But I, w- I was thrilled that not only politicians, but Canadians stood up on social media. And and slap them down. So I I guess to the broader point of of what we're talking about, it gives me some hope Mm -hmm. that Canadians, by and large, do care about their veterans and about our history. While on the other hand, you know, this morning I woke up and and read uh, online that only 71% of people are expected to wear a poppy this year, down from 85% last year. Mm -hmm. And I think 85% was was optimistic uh, as far as uh, what I saw on the streets and when I traveled through Toronto and that area, mm-hmm. airports, things like that. Um, but, you know, I guess we just have to hold on to the hope that, that this one year without, you know, massive celebration of the remembrance of, of what veterans have done for this country um, doesn't sidetrack this thing and doesn't get it off the rails and it's up to you and me and everybody else that, that has a small platform to to keep at it and, and to keep reminding people that Justin Trudeau's words don't matter to us. Mm-hmm. Actions matter. And when Canadians turn out en masse on the 11th of November, that that's a sign of hope for me. Yeah.
0: Well, we do a few small things. We like to have events at Legion Halls. We've done that in various cities. And a year or two ago we bought a Legion membership for everyone here at Rebel News. Uh, I'm pleased to say that a number of our staff had the membership before that, but those are small things. You know, I, I like legions because they feel comfy. You're not going to get screeched at for not being woke enough. They always feel like, uh, like a, an attic or a place where you put on comfy slippers. Uh, the food and, and drink are always reasonably priced. I really like them as like a hangout. Uh, I mean, I don't get a lot of chance to, to go and hang out, but they just feel comfortable and welcoming, and, it, and I love looking at the photographs of the young men and thinking of what would they have thought what were they thinking back then and what would they think of us now i love going to legion halls and i think that um you know the word sacred generally ap- applies to holy things but there is something sacred about these living remembrances of veterans last word to you
2: yeah well tomorrow uh, ezra my wife and i who is also a veteran will be at uh, at the Cenotaph in Battalion Park on Signal Hill in Calgary. And I hope that despite not having these formal ceremonies all over the places, people go to the Field of Crosses that's here or to the Military Museum, they go to the local cenotaphs in their neighborhoods around this country, and they demonstrate that we sure as heck don't need the government to run a Remembrance Day ceremony. We just need Canadians to show up Bow their heads for two minutes and remember what got us the country we have today.
0: Well said. Well thank you, my friend, and thank you for your service. We've been talking to Lee Humphrey, the founder of Veterans for the Canadian, sorry, the Conservative Party of Canada, and the director of James International Security. Stay with us more ahead. Welcome back to my monologue last night. Sue Ann writes, You will own nothing and you will be happy. If you show any unhappiness, it's off to a re-education camp for you. Shut up and obey. Very scary times are heading our way. Oh yeah, and add to it things that were not in this video, but you'll have no privacy. Hey, let's eat bugs. There's these weird things coming down from these globalists, and they're always creepy, slightly diabolical, as in slightly anti-human. I don't like it. Pawn writes, to all the psychopathic billionaire WF psychophants out there, you first, divest all your assets and let's see how happy it makes you. Isn't that the truth? It's quite something for the Jeff Bezos of the world to tell the rest of us. You'll own nothing, but you'll really, really like it. Nah, mate, I don't think I will. All right, that's our show for today. Until tomorrow, on behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters, to you at home, good night and keep fighting for freedom.